6 o'clock. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Joke Workshop where comedians do four minutes of material, and at three minutes you'll hear a horn. And then that's how you know there was a minute left. And if you want comments, you can get them. You just have to tell us before you're set. Say, I want comments. And then we'll pay attention more than we normally do. But people are good. They pay attention, and they're nice to each other. And they'll try not to be on their phone the whole time. Uh, but, hey, it's exciting because your first comedian of the night, he has a show right before this show called Trust Me, My Friend's an Expert. And it's really funny and wonderful. And he is as well. Put your hands together for Dakota Price. Yay! Yeah, it's me, Dakota Pride. Yeah. And uh, all those of you that may still be listening from uh, my podcast earlier, bet you're sick and tired of my voice by now. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm just kidding. I just love saying fuck you to people that may or may not be listening into the void out there. Like, it's really nice. Uh, so I got hemorrhoids, and <laughs> it sucks. Anybody in here have hemorrhoids or had hemorrhoids? Yeah, it's fucking the worst, dude. Like, for no reason. Um, anybody ever had like had to go to the doctor for hemorrhoids? Um, yeah, I had to go to the doctor for hemorrhoids, and like how they like they gotta check and make sure you have them and see how many you have, how big they are, whatever, whatever. And how they do that is uh, they stick a finger in your ass, and uh, you know I, I I ended up having to go to the hospital for hemorrhoids and have this procedure done and I was with my my baby mama at the time and the doctor was like hey uh, real quick before we do the procedure uh, there's some nursing students that haven't witnessed this before and need to witness this procedure for a grade and I was like sure what the fuck it can't be that big of a deal and then three of the hottest nurses ever just came into the room with like notepads to ready to take notes on me getting a finger up the ass and I was like, this is a prank. This has to be a prank. This like, this looks like the setup for a bad porn. Like me pulling my underwear halfway down on a fucking bed. Like, this is weird. And then uh, what made it really weird is uh, the way that they do it is they say, pull, so, you know, let, roll over on your side and pull your underwear down. And I, I did. And then he spread my butt cheeks with uh, his left hand, like two fingers on the left hand. And then with the other hand, he said, lubricating gel. And then in before he inserted, he said, Sorry, and then just stuck it in, knuckle deep, and like that just made me really uncomfortable. Like the sorry, like ma like I was like, why'd you apologize? Like, do you like, like you're a doctor, man? Don't apologize for what you're doing. Get in there. And then he said sorry before he took it out, but turns out uh, internal hemorrhoids, external hemorrhoids. I got hemorrhoids on hemorrhoids on hemorrhoids. Like uh, my like like someone like pimp my ride of hemorrhoids. Just my asshole. It's just hemorrhoids. Uh, thanks for sticking through that thought. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate that. Uh, toilets are cool. Uh, I, uh, I got a bidet for my hemorrhoids. Uh, actually, speaking of cool toilets, does uh, anybody use a bidet? Yeah. Yeah, it's really making my life complicated because, like, now, like, every time I take a shit, I have to jerk off. Like, uh, now... Uh, I'm getting nothing done. I'm getting nothing done, guys. Like, my, my asshole has never been so stimulated. I'm getting this new attachment that shoots fucking Preparation H straight from my bidet right onto my asshole. Like, like spritz it clean, pats it dry, Preparation H. 
sends me on my way. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, fucking, I've, I had some really young parents. Anybody have young parents? Yeah. And that's just really me trying to say that uh, I, I witnessed my parents fuck way more than I should have like ever seen my parents fuck. Like, I'd like, like I've heard of people walking out on their parents like once, you know, and like never again. But like it was like almost unavoidable like, for me. Like my parents were like horny teenagers. My parents were in their 20s, like early 20s. My mom was 20 when she had me. You know, so, like, I'm 20, I know how horny I was when I was 20 years old, but, like, I'm not even going to tell you about the first time that I saw my parents, like, doing it. I'm just going to tell you about a time that I left to go buy weed as a teenager, right? I went up the driveway in my car, and then I realized I left my money in the drawer in my room, turned around, went back to the house, and within the time that it took for me to do that, I walk into the fucking living room to see my dad butt naked in a Zorro mask with a double-sided dildo. And I'm like, uh, I got to go to my room. I got to get drug money, dad. I can't deal with this. And uh, anyway, that was my time. Yay! to Price. He has finger tattoos and paints his nails black because he saw his parents fuck too much. Yay! to Price. All right, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in San Francisco. I'm really excited to see him at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday, August 13th. He's going to be opening for Mark Neuer. Neuer. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'm, I'm not, not afraid of pigeons. Okay, I'm not, I promise I'm not, but if I walk on the sidewalk and there's a pigeon that doesn't move, something's wrong with that bird. It, 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 it doesn't fear me as a human, and that's wrong. And I'm like, what murderous thoughts are going through its head? And uh, we're just going to do a little experiment. This is actually what's happening in a pigeon's head. Okay, when I point at you, uh, just start singing, uh, you know that song, Cotton-Eyed Joe? Uh, okay, so was, this is what one pigeon sounds like. You don't know the song? Fucking who knows the song? <laughs> Great. And then breadcrumbs, and it's just like... <laughs> Okay, this would be a great bit if you were a good audience. Okay, <laughs> just just work on it, and then I'll I'll come back next week, and we can work on it together. Uh, we'll do this one. Uh, I love penguins. I think they're great. They're the Arctic's tiny gentlemen. Uh, no other animal grows into their own tuxedo. It's like uh, it's like God was making them, and he's like, uh, just because they don't have the ability to fly doesn't mean they shouldn't look it, you know? And then he made them. They're like, they're like tiny little James Bonses. Uh, it's like uh, Dr. Snow, you know, uh, Quantum of Saul Ice, uh, Live and Let Slide. There's a million. I love penguins because they put more effort into jumping 12 inches 
than I will into anything in my entire life. Like, this is a penguin walk to... the whole thing that's the whole thing it's a lot of wind up uh fucking i love that they can't fly though they're so good have you guys seen disney's penguins not a joke just watch that film it is fucking hilarious uh i hear people um when they aren't confident in themselves they'll go fishing for compliments you heard that like but i'm more of a confident person so I go noodling for compliments, which is when you you walk out your door and you find someone, you're like, tell me why I look good. And then you, they do, and you walk away. And, uh, but when someone goes fishing for compliments, in that metaphor, you're the fish. And fish are dumb. Like, fish don't get caught by fishermen because they're smart. Uh, they're just like, I feel fat today. <laughs> and the fish are down below, and they're like, oh, man, it's feeling fat today. It's a trap. She feels fat every day. Jeff Jeff never came back. Don't do it. No, I can't. i, I got to make you feel better. Oh. Uh, but I'm not. I don't like. I get compliments, not to brag, uh, but I don't like taking compliments. So in that metaphor, I'm a guy standing in a boat, and there's just fish jumping on the boat, and I'm like, no, I don't want the attention. Get out of here. Uh, thank you. I've been Spencer Devine. Have Spencer Devine, everyone. Hooray, fish. All right, your next comedian. She was just on the earlier podcast as well. Put your hands together for Joe Mama. She was wheeling and dealing, just doing her. We were talking about sandwiches earlier, and I could only afford candy. Oh my god, but it's good candy. It's like covered in um, sour stuff. Uh, most importantly, uh, my sugar's not going to drop because. I am like highly diabetic, and um, that's not even the funny part. Uh, I lost a bunch of weight, so I have this AI device. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I have this AI device on me that tells me my glucose uh, levels, and I've managed to lower it from 11 to a si a healthy six, right? And then 50 pounds later, yeah, it was good, Melissa. Um, 50 pounds later, here I am uh, having to deal with having just lost all this weight. Uh, nobody tells you that when you lose weight, there's going to be a lot of uh, changes in your body. For one, um, your body starts to make noises that you're not familiar with. And you're like, how? How exactly? Not creaky noises, but like clappy noises. Yes. Um, just imagine naked and in the shower, move really fast, and then something claps. And it's not even a sexy clap, no no twerking, nothing, no. Something clapped um, involuntarily. Um, yeah, okay, and you're trying to figure out what the hell clap. It could be an arm, it could be a thigh, it definitely isn't an ass. But, right, <laughs> another thing since I've lost all this weight, my bras do not fit the same. 
these over-the-shoulder boulder holders don't hold boulders no more. Um, yeah, that's a mouthful. Used to be. Not anymore. It's about half, half, half a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yo, and if you move, like, where two flaps of skin will trap air, your body will fart. Right? Yeah, no. And it's not even like a, a fart fart. It's just like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, so uh, the, the things to look forward to when you lose a bunch of weight, right? Uh, tough crowd. So somebody asked me, is this an outcry? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I lost a whole bunch of weight as an outcry. And I <laughs> my response to that, I just laughed because I was like, for every time that I tried to lose weight, I could never lose weight. And then I was like, fuck, am I crying out for something? Because I might be having an outcry, shit, I don't know. But whatever it is, it helped me lose 50 pounds. Um, yeah, here's to health. Ah, uh, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm 44, I, I have four children, right? Oh my God, is that exciting? Like, would my information have been more interesting if you knew how old I was, right? Because you're probably like, who the fuck is this 30-year-old something <laughs> telling me about what? All right. Uh, so as of recently, I learned of a pain in my hip, which turned out to be uh, passing kidney stones. I know, right? That, okay, so I associate that pain. I was like, I remember this pain uh, when I was giving birth. The child pain uh, contractions hit my hip the same way. And I'm like, you know, I'm telling my husband about this, and he's like, how do I understand any of these pains because I've never passed a kidney stone or given birth? And I was like, well, there's another onset that you might be familiar with. It's uh, diarrhea. Yeah, some like heavy, severe diarrhea, like maybe done a lot of mushrooms kind of diarrhea, but it creates a pain in your hip that's similar to passing kidney stones and childbirth. If you ever want to find out, hey, thank you for the time. My name is Joe Mama. <laughs> Woo! Yay! We learned so much about medicine from Joe Mama. Yay! Everybody drink a lot of water. Kidney stones suck. Uh, hey, I'm excited for your next comedian to be here. Put your hands together, everyone, for Ma Mark Palchek. Yay! Thank you. I'm 73. And I rarely know what day it is. You know, this morning I got up and I got dressed for church, getting dressed for church on a Monday morning. It is Monday, right? <laughs> that is so stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. You know, at 73, I got plans for my life. I mean, like getting paid for comedy. But most of my friends, they're making plans for their death. They are selling off the family home so they can buy a one-floor condo. They're gleefully going to buy funeral plots. Why? So the kids won't be bothered. Fuck me. Bother the kids. You don't think I was bothered going to all those soccer games and swim meets and praying that they weren't good enough to make the finals? And when their little hearts were broken, didn't I invite them back into the house? And I'm still a great parent today. I mean, I let my kids have my password to Pornhub Pro. What, you didn't know there was a Pornhub Pro? Well, that's the type of dad I am. 
Let me tell you, when I'm dead, I want him to be bothered. And I don't want to be buried in some plot in Ohio. I mean, my kids and my grandkids have got no desire to go to Ohio. Hey, kids, you want to go to the beach or you want to go to Ohio to see Grandpa's grave? Oh, why couldn't Grandpa be buried at Disney World? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, look, we have destination uh, weddings because no one in their right mind wants to get married in Ohio. Why not destination funerals? I mean, it's sad enough that I'm dead, but to have to go to Ohio? That's why Disney and Universal need to step up. They need to have destination funerals and timeshares. Come to Graveland, located in beautiful Orlando between the parks and DeSantis' prison. It's where the woke come to be buried. We will give you a classic Disney funeral. You can choose the princess package. Get buried in the crystal coffin of Sleeping Beauty. Instead of a hearse, Cinderella's pumpkin. And your pallbearers, the seven dwarfs. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to death we go. And then every year on the anniversary of your death, we'll have one of our iconic hosts leave your descendants to your grave. And in the park, you could choose Yoda. Ah, sad you are. Dead Grandpa is. Or you could pick Goofy. <laughs> oh, you kids. Yep, there lies Grandpa. He sure is gone. <laughs> or Mickey. Hi, kids. I'm Mickey Mouse. M-I-C. See every year. K-E-Y. Why? Because Grandpa's dead. Hey, I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, People think that I'm old. Then on the subway, pregnant women give me their seat. And then my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get it up. And I'm not old. I walk my dog every day, twice a day, for two hours. It's only been an hour and a half, but that damn dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee. I'm Mark Palchik. Thank you very much. Patrick. Clappy's not dead yet. Yay! I'm so excited. Finally, someone older than Lauren Kraut. Yay! <laughs> I, I don't do roast battles. I just said, hey, Goldie West, nice to see you. Uh, your next comedian, he has a roast battle coming up. Put your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Yay. Hey. Hey, how are we doing, everybody? Cool. <laughs> Just a I've never had someone just say good before. That's, uh, let me try that again. How are we doing, everybody? All right, there we go. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. You guys are awesome. Um, so uh, I was talking to a, uh, I was talking to my coworker the other day. Uh, he's a, he's a major conspiracy theorist. It's, it's really weird. I work in tech, so I have like some weird coworkers. He was telling me the other day, uh, about this conspiracy that mermaids are real. He told me mermaids are real. I was like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? He goes, you just go look it up. It's, it's I'm like, dude, this is a Zoom meeting. This is highly inappropriate. He goes, no, no, no. This is, mermaids are real, dude. You can go look it up. I like it. They, they always like to pretend that what they're doing, like, it's not a conspiracy theory. Like, no, dude, it's on the internet. Did you know oh, Barack Hussein Obama was a lizard? Did you not know that? It's on the internet. You can just go look it up. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about, dude? And he goes, well, if you really think about it, you know, like, mermaids must be real. Like, statistically, it must be true. Right, like if you think about like how big all the world's oceans are, 
and how big the world is and how many people masturbate into the toilet. Don't you think there'd be like one mermaid by now? I was like, fuck, that's a pretty good point. Uh, <laughs> I never thought about it like that before. There's at least, you know, one mermaid for every guy in this room, at least. Like, statistically, must be true. Must be fucking true. Um, every guy who laughs in here, by the way, uh, masturbates on the toilet. So, apparently, nobody today. But usually, <laughs> there's a few people who laugh at that. They masturbate at the toilet. Um... You know, it's really weird because I, I think I think it might be true. I think he's onto something, but like it's weird because you never see mermaids, and I think there's a reason why. I think there's a reason why you never see mermaids. It's because as soon as they're born, they drown to death because they don't have gills. They don't have no fucking. They just fucking drown at the bottom of the ocean, and then their parents eat them, right? It's <laughs> just completely. So I feel really bad about that. You know, I don't want that to keep happening to the mermaids. So I've stopped masturbating into the toilet and started doing it directly into the aquarium because I want. I want to give life a chance, you know? I want my own little mermaid. Like, how cool would that be to have your own little mermaid? It's kind of a foolproof plan, too, because if you come into the toilet, it's not, you know, the, the semen acts as, like, getting the mermaid, making the mermaid, and also feeding it as it grows up. It's like watering a plant, you know? You just have to be consistent. <laughs> I feel like that joke is, that, that joke is pretty creepy. I get it. But I feel like it's only creepy if it's, like, half human on the top. You know, like if the top half was a fish head, it'd be less creepy, you know, just like imagine it like that. But then the bottom half is human legs, which that's also not great because then you can just, th then that mermaid might get pregnant. A few generations later, you're just going to have a bunch of normal kids. It's like, fuck, that wasn't what I wanted at all. I have 3,000 human babies with half percent fish DNA. Like, fuck me. That's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> be pretty fucking cool. I really hope I get the one with human legs. I think that's a lot cooler. I think a fish head is cool because then it can walk around. You just have to give it like a waterlogged helmet like Sandy from SpongeBob, you know, that type of thing, like the opposite of that, the water helmet. Okay. All right. Probably never going to do that joke again. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's see. Let's see. What do I have here? I'm going to do one more quick one. Um, I really like... Uh, I like uh, lemon in my water. You guys like lemon in your water? I like a little lemon. In my I like I like lemony water. Not too much though, because I hate watery lemonade. That was it. That was the whole. That was the whole joke. You guys are awesome. Give it up, your host, everybody. Woo! Yay! Scintillating mermaid hot takes from Raphael Wolfgang. Yay! Mermaid, so topical. I still haven't seen the new Little Mermaid. All right, your next comedian, all the way from the North Bay. Put your hands together for Robin Brennan. Back in town. You mess I'm oh my God, can you hear me? Yeah. Seems like everybody who's old is telling you how old they are. <laughs> Anybody notice that? Like, I turned 60 a couple weeks ago. That was in my set, so I might as well go with the flow, you know? I turned 60. So I had some friends give me a comedy friends give me a comedy roast. Uh, it was actually just really bad beef, and it tasted funny. I just had to throw that joke in there. But uh, I still get really nervous coming out on stage. A friend of mine told me to just, uh, you know, imagine everyone naked. <laughs> but for you guys, I'm going to make the exception. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm here, man. I'm just not doing it. But, um, yeah, you know, I get a little nervous when I come out on stage. Um, and it works really, really good until I did my first senior citizen home. 
You just can't unsee that shit. I think that's when they had the first, the real meaning of the word swingers. I know, you kind of shudder. It's one of those shuddering things, right? You can't unsee that, you know? And then it really, it really had an effect on my self-esteem, you know? I went home, I looked in the mirror, and uh, I'm one of them. Yeah. And I also lost some weight recently. You're right here in the belly? Yeah, a little belly fat? I just got no place now to put my tits. Yeah. What do you do with those guys? You know, I live, you know, I live in San Francisco. It's cold. I flip them over, put them around my neck. I've got a nice scarf. It's really nice, you know. Just can't jog, you know, on the trail anymore, especially if there's somebody sitting down because I accidentally hypnotized the disabled vet. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's what happens when you get older. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you're a great-looking audience. Well, the fact is that I really can't see. I have cataracts, so I don't really know. Um, I also have something called uh, binocular myopia. Anybody know what that is? Yeah, it's, it's double vision, so it's great for comics. <laughs> you guys look like twice the size for me. Yeah, I love that. It makes me very happy with that. But uh, the problem is that I can't, like, I, I'm having trouble, like, I can't drive at night. Um, yeah, I know. So now I'm just teeing off in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the doctor told me I can be corrected, though, with a really... He's <laughs> like, just like, oh, golf. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I love that. Golf's good, right? Um, but he told me it can be corrected with um, really strong glasses of tequila. But that affects my one of my other disorders, which is ADHD. I anybody? ADHD, the adult drunk hangover disorder? <laughs> oh, it's really bad for that tequila. And that one's like, mm, yeah. Yeah, I found that one out. I passed out at my house, and I woke up, and uh, there was people in my house. There was people I did not know. I was terrified. I had to call the cops, which I did, and down at the police station, they informed me, you have children. I was like, well, those are my kids. Ugh. Yeah, so, uh, but anyways, I'm really just, it's really upsetting. I was thinking about, like, a lot of people don't understand some diseases, like bulimia or anorexia. You know, like I'm a recovered bulimic, and I think it's a horrible disease, especially with short fingers. Man, those babies have it made. They can get their whole fist in there. I have almost suffocated three times, okay? It's, it's not pretty. It's just, yeah, babies got it made. But I got a friend who, who used to be a bulimic. Now she's like an anorexic. She calls me, and, you know, it made me sick just to hear everything, but, you know, she's skin and bones, and she's, like, terrifying. I mean, like, really scary looking, you know? So she can't work anymore, so I thought, you know, I'm going to help her out. So at Halloween time, I'm going to put her on my porch as a decoration. That's what friends do, and my name's Robin Brennan. Thanks so much for your... Yeah, guys. Hey, Robin Brennan. Get a user friend as a scarecrow. I love it. Yes. Uh... I'm telling you, Halloween time is the best time to be is to be bulimic if you're a nanny. You get all that candy and it's free and you just don't feel guilty about it at all. You're just like, yeah, it's, uh, but the, anything with Rice Krispies in it, ouch. Uh, your next comedian, uh, what a joy and a wonderment. He's one of the hosts for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. <laughs> Mutiny Radio. How you doing? I'm Brady. I am your resident homosexual. Are there any other homosexuals in the audience tonight? Any other queer folks? Just, just 
Okay, so there are three. Okay, good, good. So now we can be a good company. We can try to t act like they're not there. But we know in the back of our mind they're always there, just staring. So um, I just moved to the Tenderloin. Does anyone live in San Francisco? Okay. And for years I've been hearing these horrible stories like the Tenderloin is so disgusting. People are like... There's excrement everywhere. People are screaming and shouting. And that's not how I see it at all. Because to me, the tenderloin is the finest slice of meat. You know what I mean? It is a savory slice where I live. I mean, I'm not sure quite what it is. Is it the crystal methamphetamine? Is it the spice on the street? I don't know. If like a very different, wonderful thing. And walking down the street, and I turned around to the KFC there at uh, Eddie and Polk, right? You know what that is? And this guy, he's sitting out there, and he's just has the biggest pile of methamphetamine I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it's like Kilimanjaro. And he's smashing that motherfucker. He is smashing it. And I thought, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening right out here in the open air. That wind is going to take care of your take away your entire stash, you dumb motherfucker. I mean, I thought we had professionals on my block. Little did I know. That's drug abuse. This is not a good day in the tenderloin for me. <laughs> so um, let me think what else I want to talk about. Oh, um, gentlemen, I have a question for you. Um, you all like getting your dick sucked or anything? Is this something you all like? I just wonder. Yeah, something. Are you pro dick sucking? Yeah, ladies, do you do you do the dick sucking? Okay, do you do it for power or pleasure? Oh. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the cocksucker hall of fame. Gentlemen, we have a winner. So, yeah, I mean, so, like, I have a question. So, is there a single guy in this room with her eyes closed would say, please stop sucking my cock? I just have this question because it's always, like, the worst thing, you dumb motherfucker. You dumb cocksucker, right? You dumb cocksucker, right? What would you all do without us? Still on, yeah? I thought that was an edit. I don't see. It was an edit. That's what that was. All right. It's been so good to view tonight, and um, I will leave you with the song from the musical Never Right called Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. All jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you, I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everyone.
president cocksucker. But that means it's a good thing. Yay. All right. Your next comedian. So amazing and wonderful. And pass the punchline and see her everywhere, all over the time, everywhere. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Is this one? Yeah? Okay. Hi. Um, I was thinking about something. You know how you remember things through your senses, your body? Like, I don't have time to remember this in my mind, so I'm going to let my hands remember it. And then you have, it's sense memory in your fingers. So then when you're making bread, you know when the dough is right. Or when you're sewing, you know when the material is going the right. I don't know what the fuck, but that's a joke. We're working on that one. Um, you ever wonder what your therapist really thinks about you? I wonder if my therapist doesn't think I'm too weird to be in a relationship. If she doesn't think, because she knows everything. They know everything. Well, not everything. I don't, I don't tell everything. I don't, sorry, Jill, I don't tell you everything. Some things I glaze over, but I think that she thinks I'm too weird. Do you know how hard it is to get things done when you're a lazy piece of shit? I mean, think about it. When you're a lazy piece of shit, it takes a lot of ingenuity. You have to lie around at least three quarters of your day. That's 16 hours. That takes some planning. Well, for the first two hours, I'm just going to try not to get out of bed. And then I'm going to try to get out of bed. And then for another two hours. Hello? Here we go. Then for the next two hours, I'm going to uh, try to put my pants on and go out. Because I'm a lazy piece of shit. And every good lazy piece of shit will know when it's time to call it a day and just go back to bed. You would think when I get to be, you get to be my age, everybody's talking about age, um, I, you wouldn't be so self-conscious and awkward around people. Hi, hi, Sam. How are you? Okay. I know I'm ridiculous. I dress like this. I haven't changed since high school. Jeans, sneakers, and low self-worth. It's a look. It's not my fault I'm ridiculous and I don't know how to dress. My mother didn't have any fashion sense either. Her only advice to me was, the plain young bird can wear colors, but the, or the pretty, the pretty young bird can wear colors, but the plain fat bird should only wear black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mother did drugs. But one thing I am good at, and I hate to brag because it's so unbecoming, but I'm a really good anorexic. I'm really good at it. So if you've got any food that you want to be ignored, let me know. I can do that. You ever hear of anyone pimping themselves out for being an anorexic? Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Lauren. I'd be happy to let you lose whatever weight you want to lose. What is it? It's a, um, something about a resolution. I don't know. What the fuck? I forget that joke. Thank God. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right, one, one last thing I'll, la I'll let you with, leave you with. Um, there was a guy on the bus, and he was listening to 
headphones and he had a beat in his or music whatever he had a beat in his head that was so loud that he was going and I'm looking over it because he kept doing it and he was not paying attention what the fuck are you doing and so another guy was staring at him and looking at his foot and he's he's just like oblivious so I don't know it's weird people be careful out there everyone the bus is scary and weird and it's a very a frightening place to be what is that liquid on the 22 <laughs> like <laughs> i'd like to know if i can catch chlamydia from the 19 i'm afraid to ride on that bus uh yay lauren kraut yay your next comedian uh he's he's just lovely and um you know he's working really hard put your hands together for harvey harvey walsh avon yay <laughs> Hey all is this working? All right, we're good. A lot of people want to take me down a peg, which is fine. I get it. I chose to wear these pants for these shoes. I saw myself walking over here. This is just like this was this is improvised, improvised guys. Um, I saw myself walking over here, like in the reflection of a mirror. I look like Mickey Mouse if he was a fucking douche. Like this shit. <laughs> Yeah, um, this wasn't it, guys. I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think I need to be taken down a peg, and I get it. But here's the here's a problem. When everyone thinks that you need to get taken down a peg, no one's putting the pegs back in the holes. Like I'm on the bottom peg. My holes are empty. My prescription is maxed out. No one's helping me out. For the love of God, someone fucking peg me up, dude. I'm ready. Anyone. Lauren, I'll supply the hammer. You just, you go to work. Yeah, especially girls. Girls especially like to take me down a peg. Um, I was with this girl not too long ago. Um, I was spending the night, we were having sex, and she was making like a face, like an uncomfortable face. And I asked her, like, hey, what's the matter? Like, you okay? Am I hurting you? You good? And she said, no. And I said, okay. And you'd think that's where it needed to end. She thought differently. She said, trust me, I've been hurt before. That's very tough to hear. I didn't need that new fetish, bitch. I did not need you to do that for me. Unlock that in my psyche. Oh, man. Um, got friend-zoned a lot in college. Friends in the zone? Okay. Um, got friend-zoned a lot in college. And I feel like a lot of guys don't like talking about the friend-zone. It's, like, emasculating, but I think it's like a pretty universal guy experience, so I'm, I'm cool with talking about it, no shame. Um, when I got friend-zoned, I got really into stoicism, though. You guys, have you guys heard of stoicism? It's kind of making a comeback. Uh, it's like a philosophy from back in the day, Rome. Um, Alexander the Great, actually, was a big stoic. He's the big face of this uh, philosophy. And it's all about like keeping your emotions in check, basically. And I think it's really cool 
when I bump into another guy who knows about philosophy or about Stoicism, right? Because on one hand, it's like, cool, we have something in common. We both were interested in these books. Uh, but on the other hand, I just learned that you were so down bad at one point. Like, a girl didn't like you so much that you were like, dude, fuck this. I'm just going to build an empire. At least I've, I've tried the girlfriend thing. It's not working. At least I haven't tried this empire shit. I think that's kind of ironic. You know? Stoicism. I think a lot of guys get into it to get girls or after they've kind of had their, their feelings hurt by a girl. It's ironic because, like, these, these faces of Stoicism, like Alexander the Great, they were the most powerful people in the world. They could have anyone they wanted. And they had harems of, like, young tight boys. So I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that's going to get you what you want. Um, we got, like, 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, when I was little, I didn't know the difference. Or I didn't know autistic was a word. I thought everyone was saying artistic. And this, this was not good because I had a family friend who was autistic and his special ability was art. But when I was little, everyone would tell me, you know, Robert is severely autistic, but I thought they were saying severely artistic. I was very confused. I was like, I get it. The guy can draw. I feel like you guys are missing something. Am I the only guy seeing this? Why does he keep pushing that baby on the floor? Okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Keep your hands clapping for Harvey. Yay. All right. Uh, we're messing with the list a little bit. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Guthrie Wen Renwick. Yay. How's everyone doing? So Gucci Mane's one of my favorite rappers. Yeah, burr. One of my favorite lines by Gucci Mane. Anything is possible if Gucci can do it. Now, this line's been resonating with me for a while. I've been thinking about it in the shower. I got four possible interpretations for this line. Let me work through them with you guys. Gucci can do it. Anyone can do it. You know? He's a world-famous rapper. Sold drugs to all of Atlanta. He killed somebody. Gucci can do the impossible. Making the impossible possible. He can find the last digit of pie. Cure cancer. He can kill a dude. Bury him at a middle school and get away with it. Anything is possible if Gucci can do it. Now, Gucci is not a man who oozes consistency. He attempts to cure cancer, he'll probably solve the Zodiac murder. Gucci goes to report on people in Russia, probably throw Putin out the window. If he tries to be a good host, he might kill a dude, bury his body at the local middle school, record a song about it the same day, and get away with it. Anything is possible if Gucci can do it. Gucci does it, whatever it is. Anything will become possible. Dr. Strange levels of chaos. Gucci Mane will let cats fly. Burritos will talk. Gucci Mane will kill a man, bury his body at the local middle school, record a song about it, get away with it, and then the song will go two times platinum. Just goes to show Gucci Mane Take lemons and make them into lemonade. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Let's try an actual joke that works now, folks, because that was some new shit that was just fucking dog shit. All right. Anyone had Lunchables recently? 
So they got Kit Kats in them now? Yeah, they fucking upgraded them since we were kids, right? Capri Suns are still in there, delicious as ever. Anyone had a Capri Sun recently? They still have the plastic straws. How the fuck did they get past the straw ban? They're the only people that got past it. I mean, when it comes to Capri Suns or Turtles, kind of like Capri Suns more. Anyone like Turtles more than Capri Suns? No, that's because Turtles are racist as shit. Have you seen these videos on the internet? Guy has a white shoe. Turtle passes around and goes, howdy neighbor, how you doing? Have a good day. Black shoe. Rams repeatedly. Turtles are racist pieces of shit, and if you like turtles, you're a racist too. Turtles can live to 150 years old. They need to change their beliefs like the rest of us. Let's cancel the fucking turtles. Drink Capri Suns every fucking day. Thank you, I'm Guthrie Renwick. Also, it's ironic I look like a turtle right now. He is dressed like a turtle. He's a 10,000-year-old snapping turtle. It's Guthrie Renwick. Yay! All right, we're back on the list. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Paul the Grillmaster Robertson. Hey. Uh, I noticed, I noticed uh, that uh, it's important for, for people to uh, come out to their parents, tell them their preferences, you know, like... Uh, Mom, Dad, I'm gay, you know? Uh, that's what I'm into, that's what I like. Uh, but uh, they, they kind of stop there. They don't talk about specific preferences, like, Mom, Dad, I'm a cuck. I love fucking beating off in leather. You have to be proud of me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, gonna do something about a cuck parade? I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> It's basically, I don't know, uh, like, the, the cucks would not be in the parade. They would just watch the parade. <laughs> and their wives would be in the parade and uh, with their coworkers they invited over for a glass of wine last Friday. Um, for fucking their wives. But, um, okay. Uh, I, 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 yeah, kinks, man. Yeah, kinks are out there. I, I have, uh, these days it's a kink, uh, a little uncouth of me, uh, 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 especially because I'm an ally, you know. I like uh, some 20-something-year-old fit women. Uh, it's more and more rare than ever. Uh, okay. Backing off on that one. I don't think I'll keep it. Um, but we all we all kind of uh, become a kink eventually, right? Because, you know, fucking old people is kind of kinky. Like, at one point, you know, like Al Pacino just had a kid. Uh, he's like 83. Someone had to fuck him, right? That was more or less, you know, that's usually true. It used to be when he was younger, it's like, oh, you're fucking Al Pacino? Now it's like, you're fucking Al Pacino? Oh, God. Jeez. So, okay. Um, you know what's really scary in our, our society these days? Uh, I think you all agree. Pedophiles are scary. You know, they keep themselves anonymous. Like, pedophiles in here. See? Could be anybody. Here. They're actually, to be helpful, it's well intended, there is a pedophiles anonymous. You know this? True. And I'm, I'm always worried about that because I'm worried about that one crafty pedophile is just going for tips. Like, like, oh, my God, yeah, 20 kids at the Safeway. And then one's like, oh, yeah, which Safeway? What car loan did you get? Big van, good rate. Okay. Um, I have a friend who uh, getting older. Anybody here getting older? 
happens to the best of us. Uh, he has a, he, he told me he had a white hair he found, so I had to fucking pluck that right out. Because if you let one white feel a little too comfortable, the other ones stay and more come, and I'm like, they're fucking gentrifying your head, bro. Fucking gentrifying your head. And he's like, yeah, they have to have different police or something. Like, the, the black ones are falling out all the time. <laughs> the white ones are doing just fine up there, man. Um, yeah. Asian hate's out there. Give it up for Asian hate. Jack, that was a test, man. Like, everyone else passed. So I was downtown, and a uh, big guy got in my face. He's like, all Asians look the same. I was so mad, I, I punched him in his face, and I ran away. Which is fine. He's not going to find me. Good to know. So I think I'll end there. Thanks. I'm Paul Robertson. Paul Robertson, everyone. I don't know why they call him the grill master. I don't know if he's actually really good with, like, grilling meat, or I've never seen him on a roast battle, so I just, I just don't understand. Um... Is it because you have six-packs and show ribs? I don't know. What is it? Uh, you're anorexic and show ribs? I can't tell. What's the grill master about? Your next comedian. Funny young man. Clap your hands together for Hune Chakur. Yay! All right. Um, I don't have a security system at my apartment, so I do what my mom used to do, and is that's I take boots and I put it outside my front door so it looks like there's a real man that lives in the house. But it doesn't work when you wear size seven because, oh, stop looking at my feet, Dan. Um, because when a robber sees size seven boots, he's just like, I'm gonna rob this child and take his boots. Um, another thing my mom used to do to scare away robbers was she used to leave the kitchen lights on. And I never understood why she would do that because I don't think that's particularly threatening to walk up to a house at 3 a.m. and be like, someone's cooking. Just, I feel like if so, a robber walked up on that, he'd be like, I'm going to rob this house and take whatever they're cooking. I'm going to get a snack while I'm at it. Um, I had a friend pass away recently. Um, you don't have to feel sad. We're not close anymore. You stopped responding to my texts. But I knew I didn't like him when I got the funeral invite because it was on a Sunday, and I was like, this bitch. I was like, I was like, if you're a real friend, you hold your funeral on a Friday and give me a three-day weekend, something to remember you through, not hosted on a Sunday, and now I'm dreading my entire weekend. You know, I can't get drunk on a Saturday night knowing I have to be up early for this shit, and it, and it gets, uh, gets in the way of my grocery shopping. Um, you know, I did show up just because we were supposed to go whitewater rafting that day, and I just wanted to make sure he was actually dead, and this wasn't an excuse. I was just like, this would be pretty on brand for him to fake his death for this. Um, my girlfriend's gone into this weird hobby um, of going to open houses because she still has hope. Um, but I don't, and even if I did have that kind of cash flow, I think... I would be better off just buying people I don't like tickets to the summer, uh, to the Titanic. I feel like that's a much better use of my money. But I feel like at these open houses, they always go the same way in SF. Like we went to two, and it was the same thing. Some real estate agent in a suit just trying to talk up the place. He's like, this place has great 
natural light as soon as your neighbor turns on their light because it just shines right through, illuminates the space. And this neighborhood is pretty great. It's got a lot of good food. And I was like, well, this neighborhood also had a shooting last week. And he's just like, well, and then I see the price, and I was like, there needs to be a couple of more shootings in this neighborhood. <laughs> this is way, this is way overpriced. Um, I think a silver lining to the economy being bad is I have an excuse for things now. Like the other day, my friend was like, hey, we're going to go take Katie out for brunch on Tuesday. We're all going to take the day off to celebrate her. And I was like, not in this economy. I can't <laughs> afford that. Um, the other day, my girlfriend was like, we should take the next step in our relationship. We should move in together. And I was like, in this economy? Ah, shit. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, a dual income household. This is the time for that. Um, I looked it up. You know who's doing really well when the economy is doing really well? Divorce lawyers. Turns out people don't want to deal with bullshit when they know they can do better. They're just like, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. The economy is fantastic right now. I'm going to go out there and make the most of it. All right. Thank you, guys. Core, everyone. That's so funny. You're young and you still understand how money works. Yay. People fuck you when you have it. No, I'm kidding. You're wonderful and funny. I'm sure people fuck you for other reasons than your money. Your next comedian. I don't even know if you have money. I'm just saying words into a microphone. Your next comedian. What a lovely human being he is. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam West. Yay. Hey, I'm just going to rip through some bullet points today. I don't even know if I'll make the light. It might be. It might, we'll see. We'll, we're going to have fun, though. Uh, I grew up around a lot of cops, a lot of police officers, you know. I mean, my dad was a cop, stepmother was a cop, my uncle was a cop, my cousin was a cop, my own brother went to jail for impersonating a cop. I mean, they're just cops everywhere. It's a weird way to grow up, strange way to go. The worst part was my nickname in high school. This kid came up and said, henceforth, you're going to be known as Piglet. Oh, praying to Christopher Robin every night to make it stop. A weird way to grow up, though, like, my dad didn't know how to connect well. You know, I just asked for a bedtime story. He'd kick in the door and read me my Miranda rights, you know. <laughs> Bottle, please. Awful. Okay, bullet point number two. Used to work out all the time. Used to, you know, hit the gym with trying to get big and strong, but I stopped. I still do lower body a little bit here and there, just not at the gym. Because I have restless leg syndrome and sleep with a weighted blanket. That's a cute one, right? Yeah, okay. You guys ever get like a partial compliment, like someone's trying to be nice, but they're really making you feel bad, you know? Yeah, I get it all the time with how I look. People come up to me, they say, you know, you look like that guy from Lord of the Rings, Legolas. You know, like, not really what I'm going for, but I'll take it, you know? But then I, they always have to clarify, and I mean every single time, that they mean just the, the tall and the blonde hair part, not the Orlando Bloom facial structure that we all know and love. It hurts. It's a partial Lord of the Rings compliment. I will say, though, since I stopped working out so much, my body's kind of just deflated, and I have all these scratch marks all over, and they do kind of look like the elvish writing on the inside of the One Ring of Mordor. Full circle. All right, bullet point number three. Uh, getting into the uh, deep stuff, because it's comedy, so it has to be true. And on that note, I think I have erectile dysfunction. I just don't know how to get it diagnosed. Yeah. I mean, how do I get that diagnosed? Like, do I have to go to the hospital and take some sort of test or something? If that's how it works, I mean, that's kind of crazy, you know? I mean, if it's like the final boss of boners. <laughs> Dr. Bowser can't get you hard. Nobody can. 
How awkward is that moment if he fails to get you hard and he has to secede erectile dysfunction? <laughs> Dr. Bowser, you've lost your charm. All right, three's a stinker, but that's okay. Maybe next time. Um, I've been trying to find a sport I'm good at because everyone says I should be good at sports with my body. So I try to get into everyone, and I, I fucking I can't jump for shit. I'm I'm skinny for football, you know. But I I tried golf and I liked it. I just wasn't good at it. So then I tried golf. If you haven't heard of that, it's frisbee golf. It's the F. And I really liked it, but it's kind of boring to me. I, I feel like it wasn't as fun as golf. You know, I, I want a better shape than a circle. Then I heard about golf, which is boomerang golf. And I was like, all right, let's give this a try. And I, I fucking fell up my first throw, hole in one. I, fell, I was like, holy shit, this is the sport. This is the thing I was meant to do. I've been looking for that. I'm going to be a professional golfer. And then that boomerang came flying back at me. Good timing with the horn, though. <laughs> Broke it up. All right. All right, I made it to the horn. Holy shit. All right. Well, let's uh, drop off here then. Um, this is more of an idea than anything, but uh, I was in a building today actually and there was a fire alarm. And I never really thought about this, but there's like this period when a fire alarm goes off where you're all kind of playing chicken with each other to see who isn't cool. You know, you're kind of like, no, 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 this is a test. This is a test. This is, I, mean, I guess, hmm, I gotta figure out how to like get across how anxiety provoking that is, because it really is, but but I mean, I fucking, I don't want to burn alive unless I'm, you know, on the cover of a Rage Against the Machine album or something. But uh, okay, that's it. I'm Sam West. Thank you, everybody. Yay, Sam West. Wait, did you say a reptile dysfunction? You said erectile, not a reptile. No, it's funny because then you started talking about Bowser and I was like, is he talking about a reptile dysfunction? Why is he? I was like, what is he talking? Okay, that's, you're fantastic. Yay, Sam West. Yay. Um, your next comedian's new to the room, everybody. Clap your hands together for Melissa Elka May. Hi. So I have depression. Super fun start to a comedy set. It's cool. I manage it fine with therapy, medication. Um, exercise is super important. Like, I feel better with really intense workouts. I go to the gym, I hit it hard. Like I kill myself at the gym so that I don't kill myself. Speaking of depression, I'm dating. Ha <laughs> uh, But there is one guy that it's going okay so far. One of our early dates we had to plan way in advance. We like picked a day, all right, we're gonna have dinner that Friday. And he texted me a week before to confirm it was still on. He texted me Monday, hey, are we still on for Friday? He texted me Wednesday to make sure Friday still worked. Friday morning. He texted me to let me know he was on his way to dinner. Like, I was like, this man is over communicating with me. That's hot. I am into this. It's big D energy. It's big dad energy. Because today's see you tomorrow, see you tonight, I'm on my way, is tomorrow's like, I'll get the kids from school, I got the kids. You know, I just think he gets it, so he could get it. He could be my baby daddy. Last year, I went on a trip to Patagonia, um, did a bunch of hiking, saw amazing mountains and glaciers. And it was a big trip. 
to get there and back and around the country, I took like nine flights. I burned so much fossil fuel so I could see the glaciers before they melt and my grandkids, grandkids can't see them. That's not cool. <laughs> get it? <laughs> it's not cool, it's warm. It's just ironic, like I say I love nature and I love the planet, but I am behaving in a way that's just like destroying the very thing I claim to love. I'm kind of like that in relationships too, like is this a good thing? Do I like this? Well, I'm gonna act in a way that it doesn't last. No glaciers or men for me. I was in a situationship recently. Um, it was like the sex was really great, but he was kind of awkward. And in hindsight, I think he was on the autism spectrum. Like his public oral skills were mmm, but his private oral skills were mmm. I prefer to sleep with Jewish men. Like, I don't care if you're circumcised or not. I just hate surprises. Thank you for your time, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Melissa, everyone! She likes Jewish guys, yay! I'm the same way. I like, I like all guys. Okay, let me tell you the order right now on the list for the rest of what we have going. Uh, just so everybody's aware, we only have a couple left. We've got Dan Guan. Kelly Evans isn't here yet, so then we're going to go Jack Ferguson, Goldie West, and then hopefully Kelly Evans will show up by then, and then me, and that's it. Um, and put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian. He's an international comedian, Dan Guan. Yay! For the record, I've killed more fossil fuels than Melissa. Just wanted to throw it out there. All right, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, my name is Dan, uh, and my mom would always tell me the story growing up of how she landed on the name Dan, and she told me that uh, when she immigrated to this country, Dan was one of the first few English words she learned. And I thought that was weird, because knowing how I learn a foreign language, I usually learn all the bad words first. So if things worked out a little differently, I could have been named cunt. Like, you know, maybe if it, if you were in like a different part of the country, things might turn it a little too too self-hated. I don't know, just a little bit different, a little bit different. Um, if you can already tell by now, I've always had this. I, I have a very deep voice, and uh, I've actually always had it. I've uh, I started grow de developing this voice when I was 13, uh, which is a very common age for many young men when they're going through a phase in their life of of, of uh, self-change in their body, which is called uh, vaping. Anyway, uh, uh, but. Uh, having a deep voice is very interesting because most people, when they tell me they hear a deep voice, they usually think of men who are very authoritative, men of power. Uh, it's just very awkward as a 13-year-old to have a voice of a 40-year-old saying 13-year-old things, you know? Like, you'll be seeing me at the playground being like, wait, how many boobs did you see in American Pie? <laughs> All right, we'll, cha we'll, ch we'll change that. We'll change that at any point. All right. Um... But uh, having a very a deep voice is very very awkward. Uh, as much as also like, uh, um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch that bit. We'll move on to the next bit. Anyway, uh, 
I want to take a moment to uh, quickly address the recent news. You guys are familiar with the affirmative action being canned by the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's terrible, right? Because uh, I, what we're really missing the main point about affirmative action is that it's a it's a rule in which we're trying to use to help uh, offset discrimination against minorities. And personally, as a Chinese guy, I just want to let everybody know that I'm very pro affirmative action. Like, I am so pro-affirmative action that I think you need to apply affirmative action to every other aspect in life. Like online dating, you know? Yeah, because this could help out everybody, right? Because if you applied affirmative action on Tinder, I'm not 5'7 on Tinder. I'm 5'11 now on Tinder, all right? We're just setting the record straight. Okay, no, that was a terrible, terrible joke. Terrible, terrible joke. Um, I think, uh, I think even with, without affirmative action, though, dating for Asian men is very, very difficult. Uh, people usually say that we're on the low end of the totem pole when it comes to the dating hierarchy, but not in the Bay Area. I've noticed that things are different here. Everyone's progressive here in the Bay Area. One time I was at a bar, and I just noticed this white chick was talking to me and also all these other Asian guys and in the bar. And I'm like, that's progress. And then she walked away with another dude, and I'm like, that's not progress. All right, Very, very disrespectful. More disrespectful in which that in the next morning she texted me and actually out of the blue and just said, hey, I had a great time last night. Last night. When can I see you again? And I'm like, are you really being progressive and racist at the same time? Like, this is very off-putting. Uh, and I felt really angry. And in that moment, what I had to text back to her in my anger was, you know what? I'll see you again later tonight. All right, so that's, that's how I did it. Uh, I don't have a one-liner zinger, so that would be me. All right, bye. Thanks. Tip one, yay! Closing the deal. Second day, very nice, yay! Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian. It's Jack Ferguson, yay! Hey, good to be here, guys. I just saw Oppenheimer. Have you guys seen Oppenheimer yet? Okay. Well, I don't want to ruin the ending for you, but Hiroshima does not make it. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. That was I wasn't even planning you to respond to that. Um, good to be here. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I'm not super religious. I grew up very religious, but I think it's interesting because if you're not religious, then you think that Jesus was just like like making it up. You know, like Jesus was just the whole t just the most successful con man of all time, which is arguably more impressive than being God, right? Like, can you imagine how stressful it would be? For everyone to think that you're, like, everyone around Jesus thought he was the son of God, and he's just some guy trying to fucking fake it till he makes it, you know? What I mean? Like, what's even, what's the end game there, you know? Like, the Romans crucified him, and he was probably like, fucking, finally, this was way too stressful, you know? Just, like, like, I don't know if you guys have ever had, like, a job that you didn't feel qualified for or something like that. Can you imagine somebody asking you to, to heal their sick husband and then you not being able to do it and them thinking it was just because you didn't fucking like him or something like that, you know? They're like, I know you did this for other people. We, everybody's been saying that you have the capability to heal my husband and yet you won't, you know? Um, yeah. I felt that way too. One time, I, uh, we're all talking about talking to girls in bars. One time I told a girl in a bar that I was a pilot, a licensed pilot, because I was just trying to impress her. And I'm not a licensed pilot, but uh, she believed me, and we didn't hook up, but I did later find out that she was going to be my coworker. <laughs> and so then I had to pretend for like eight months before I got fired that I could fly a plane. 
because she told everyone at my work, like, oh, this kid, Jack, do you guys know Jack is a licensed pilot? And everyone was like, oh, let's go flying. And I had to be like, well, the plane's in the shop, you know? Can't go out today. Can't go out to today. Um, but yeah, no, I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up religious. And it's like, w I'm not religious anymore, but dating in San Francisco and having a religious background, it's weird because the women here are all so like free and open. Like they're all going to hell, you know? And like, it's difficult to date because like, and when they get there, they're going to gentrify it too, you know? Like Satan's going to be walking around like that pit of despair used to be a perfectly good, or that boba, all right, I fucked it up. But it's a good joke if I say it right. Um, <laughs> They're going to raise the rent in hell. You're going to have homeless demons, you know? <laughs> Nobody wants homeless demons, right? Like, homeless people are bad enough. Can you imagine homeless demons in hell? They're going to have to move to, um, what, Pam, what's the place, the not hell, but it's in the middle? Purgatory. Yeah, thank you. They're going to have to move to purgatory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just love the idea of white women displacing Satan. <laughs> <laughs> come back and say, like, uh, why is everybody, why are there so many frozen yogurt places, <laughs> you know? What even is frozen? Is it ice cream? Or is it, why is it, is it just a differently shaped, why are we rebanding ice cream, you know? It's like if you want to do a joke, but it's not funny enough, but you think maybe if Satan says it, it'll be funnier. Um, do you guys know that, that sound that electric cars make? Uh, they have that, you know that sound? They have to make that sound by law so that you know that they're coming. Like, we voted on that. I think that if we voted on that sound, we should have been able to vote on what sound it would be, you know? Like, personally, I think it should just be beep, beep, I'm a car, and that's, you're just standing there, and it, uh, like a car, it's just beep, beep, I'm a car. It's like, oh, there we go, save the environment. All right, thank you, guys. Yay, Jack Ferguson. Funny new stuff. Hey, and congratulations. I heard you get to open for somebody really big. It's this weekend or last weekend. It just happened or it's happening. It just happened. Congratulations. That's amazing. Like, it was some big thing at the San Jose Improv. Yeah. Joe List. See, there. See, big things. Exciting. Jack Ferguson. Yay. Uh, okay. It looks like we have two comics left because it looks like Kelly Ferguson, or Kelly Ferguson. Uh, Kelly Evans doesn't look like he's on his way. So it's Goldie and then me. Put your hands together, everybody, for Goldie West. Yay. Keep, uh, keep clapping. Yeah. Keep going. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm Gold E. West. Um, and in my personal opinion, I think all of you are gold too. Um, I'm just going to work on this. <laughs> One joke tonight, eliminate, oh, um. <laughs> so does everybody remember uh, how a bunch of people died at the Astroworld uh, Festival, the Travis Scott uh, concert thing in Houston, Texas? Um, I believe, what was it, seven or eight people, uh, fatalities, 20-something uh, more uh, grisly injuries, right? Um, a lot of people at the time, and like even to this day, um, they, they're... You know they're sort of caught up with this, uh, with this, you know, like moral dilemma of like, oh my God, well, I mean, 
is it Travis Scott's fault, like, that all those people died? I mean, he's just the the face of it, you know. Is it the concert organizers? Is it the security? Is it the safety people, you know? Some people blame Eventbrite and how it's like uh, Eventbrite and Live Nation join together so the ticket people and the venue managers own everything so they can drive the ticket prices up and then they can be like, actually, this venue is feeling a little iffy. How about you give us even more, right? So there's all these different compounding factors. Um, I think that it's definitely fucking Travis Scott's fault. Like, I, like, plain and simple. If anybody's been to, like, a concert recently, like, I don't know about you, but, like, shit is getting out of hand. Um, it used to just... Just with the, just with the call and response, I like I in our medium, in our medium like there's nothing there's nothing like that. Like the worst that happened I think is like Dave Chappelle somebody ran up on stage and tried to try to attack him. Like that's, you know like our our crowd work isn't, you know punch that nigga in the face like Jesus Christ. I but it used to be you know like everybody put your lighters up you know uh everybody wave your hands from side to side. Uh, when I say hey, you say ho, hey, hey, oh yeah, see? But nowadays, like, shit is kind of getting extreme, like, it's, uh, you'll, like, your the music is already, like, pretty wild, because it's, like, you know, the, 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 the leaps and bounds that music has come and technology has come, like, it, music is different nowadays, like, I, I know that anyone that, you know, you guys know, so you're, at the concert, and it's already intense, you know. Hey, yo, DJ, DJ, cut that shit, cut that shit, cut that shit. You're not fucking loud enough. Yeah, I said you're not fucking loud enough. Chicago, 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 listen to me. I'm never going to come back to this fucking city again if you don't get loud for me. I swear on everything that I love, I will never return to this zip code if you don't get loud for me. DJ, turn it on. Hey, cut that shit, cut that shit, DJ, DJ. Open up the pit, open it up. Wider, 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 wider. Everyone, leave the venue. Make a perimeter around the venue, wider. Everyone, get in your cars. Go home in different directions. Wider, wider. Drop that shit. Yeah. And, and it, uh, how are people not gonna die when you're giving them compound fucking directions? I'm trying to go left and right because he told me to rage with the person next to me, but then he told me to get into the pit over here, and I. Elameo. <laughs> that's uh, that's as far as I got that one. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Gold E West, yes! All the energy of 15 suns. That was lovely. Okay, um, I guess I'm the last comedian. Yay, me. Yay. Hey, everybody. Just one last, just one last person, just me. Uh, that was really weird. I just saw a hallucinated, a small animal running. It wasn't really happening. I've been doing a lot of drugs lately. Uh, and my life's going pretty well, you guys. Things are going pretty well. Uh, a lot of drugs. But no, things are pretty great. The, te the bus boy just texted me. Ah, uh, what? I know. What? Exciting. 
yeah, I got to be on Cobbs on Saturday night. Yay. Or Friday night. Yay. It was really good. Yay. I've been thinking a lot re recently about not dying because things are going really well. I don't know if this ever happens to you. Like life is going well and you know, I'm going to get hit by a bus. Ah! I was thinking today, actually, I've never had chicken pox. And I was doing a little studies on chicken pox because I didn't, I thought I had shingles for a second, but no, I'm just allergic to some skin cream. And I looked up the shingles and it said shingles is, is when you've had chicken pox and you get it a second time, it's shingles and it's part of a herpes thing. And I've, I know, it's very scary. And I've, I'm, and I've never, I've never had herpes. It's like I'm 48 years old and I've never um, had an STD. I never had the, I know, herpes simplex one and two, same, just location, location, location. I've been, no, I've been terrified of having genital herpes my entire life, so I never let people go down on me because I'm just terrified, right? And wouldn't it be hilarious now that I found out that if you're an adult and you get chicken pox, you can die. I could die from herpes. <laughs> the irony from God is hilarious. Like a child could sneeze on the bus, and it's like, airborne herpes, yeah, I could die. I've never had chicken pox. Wouldn't that be hilarious if I died of chicken pox? Of herpes. Cool. I was just thinking about that today and irony and not dying. I know I don't want to die because things are going really well. Actually, I saw and talked to my mother for the first time in 12 years. I know it was crazy. She came. She was on a cruise and just happened to be stopping in San Francisco. She's like, I'm there for eight hours. Do you want me to come see you? And I was like, <laughs> you know, if you want. And I was like, yeah. In my head, I was like, yeah, yeah, please come. And in my head, you know, if you feel like you have time. Uh, anyways, <laughs> she... <laughs> so she walks through the door, and the first thing she says to me is, oh, my God, you're so skinny. And all my past trauma just poof. And I was like, what, is my dad going to jump out and say, I'm proud of you? I'm like, ah, God's going to kill me. I'm going to die now. It's over. I was on the bus. I was on the 14 bus at 2.30 in the morning uh, going home from a job that I was working, not prostitution. And it was just, I work the door sometimes. And the skateboard army got on the bus, seven gorgeous skateboarders, all under 35, get on the bus, and they're sitting there, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> skateboarders. And so I go and I talk to them or whatever, and we were saying words, and then all of a sudden, they all start chanting, Pam is hot, Pam is hot. Again, God, I didn't know it was on my bucket list. Why are you trying to take me? Is it over now? What's happening? I'm going to die. The skateboard army chanted I was hot on the bus. My mother said she was proud of me. No, my mother said I was skinny. My dad will never say he's proud of me. It's okay. I'm trying to not die. So I've been looking both ways before crossing the street. I'm not using any, like, earbuds, pods, none of that, right? I'm smoking way less pot in the morning before my showers. Avoid those nasty slip and falls. Oh, my God. It's 2023. Why can't we make showers out of non-slippery material? Get on it, NASA. What the fuck are you? Let's go to Mars. Let's not have slippery showers, assholes. Like, what, really? I know, the technology. I've eliminated choking hazards from my house, right? So no peaches, no plums, no tiny peanut butter-filled pretzels, no more 26-year-old men. <laughs> Can you imagine I die choking on a cock? Like, <laughs> Jesus, learn to swallow, Benjamin. And at, yeah, and at my funeral, Gold Goldie West is there. Yes, and she says, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, 26-year-old man. Uh, as an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow. Yes, yes, 
No, but I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. <laughs> Yay. All right, you guys have been great. Oh, that's four and a half minutes. Um, thanks so much for being here. You're all the best. Yay. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good, ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready, crew. The festival is upon us. Ooh. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but quick to the festival. All oh, sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Yaka. noises. Ambiance. You're still thinking. And when it's all over. Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, fucking oh, Mark. Wow. Oh, my God. I hear he's the best of the worst. He gives you the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club, Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Please come and come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining the best of the worst Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at Cobb'sComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired? of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 
Homely Patrick go. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street, at Florida Street, in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Right. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming Live at 2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors that are countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho... Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking. L S D fap acid fapping fapping and acid acid fapping fapping and acid fap 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.
Ventures with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are we doing today? Doing one for one. We're, our show is streaming first, as always, every Sunday at 6 time on MutantRadio.fm. We have a Venmo site. You can donate money at Mutant Radio. You can also follow our fun feedback there. YouTube, YouTube. On YouTube and, of course, as a podcast. Right. As our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M. Oh. Now, we're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube. We have a very special guest here, the star. Love the title. The main guy himself, Eddie Deason. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Hey. Hi, Carl and Mike. It's a pleasure to be on your show. My honor. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, we're going to be watching our favorite movie, Surfing Queen. I have Seriously. to tell you, Eddie. This, the podcast exists because of Surf Queen. I saw Seriously. that at a buddy's house huh? and it, it was showtime. Mm-hmm. Never saw it again. Saw the video box at Pathmark. That's it. It's 13 okay. decades. Okay. Saw it on YouTube. It's the music and movies that I've been looking for, like Surf Queen. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about it. So. Oh. Fortunately, we live in an age where you can almost get any movie in the world. You can find, so I'm sure you can find it somewhere, but I'm glad you did locate. YouTube, of course, is easy. It's free. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time myself. I've probably seen it maybe like three times. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, great. We can. And by the way, one more thing. Thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate it. In the YouTube search engine, you put in Surf2 1984, and you will find the channel Surf King. That's what we like, Surf Surf II 1984, and it says one half. I don't know why. Hard half. And Surf King is the channel we like. Now, Mike, I've lost your audio. Unmute yourself, please. Sorry, I just uh, a barrage of uh, feedback in my headphones. I just had to uh, turn that off for a split second. We're looking for Surf Two. That's II. It's a very famous channel. 1984. We have the lead star here, Eddie. Watching this movie with you, with Eddie. We want you to go find the link. Hit it, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're going to start at the same time watching this movie. Uh, Carl, we'll do our countdown. Take it away. Carl. I will. Okay. Get ready to press play. Ready, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. I was very excited to watch the video syndrome. I didn't realize there was a director's cut. There were two different versions of this was probably taken from Star Wars, I imagine, this beginning thing. I bet. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't have any faith in the movie. They had to give an explanation for it. Yeah, yeah. That's called a Menlo Schwarzer. Menlo Schwarzer, but they uh-huh. spell it wrong. Watcha. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I never noticed that. Good catch. Good catch. Now, we were originally going to call Menlo Spooky, but somebody yeah. objected. I didn't like it. I like Bunny. Call me Bunny. I, Randall Bedard, I thought, was a very good director. I liked him. Some in the cast, at least one cast member didn't get along with him. We'll get, we'll get into that. But I thought he was a fine director. I liked working with him. But I asked him about me. Why did he want to be called that? He took it personal. But he called me Bunny that time. He could have maybe compromised himself with a funny name. Okay, the cinematography is beautiful here. There's actually some beautiful it? shots here. I mean, the movie's not done with the wind, but the cinematography here is very beautiful. 
Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think it's better than Gundam Wing. I've seen this movie more times, and it's less problematic, honestly. Uh, so this... Peter and I had just done a Magnum PI together a few months before the Civil War began. He's one of the nicest guys in showbiz. Excuse me, I'm talking about my mouth while I have some tattoos in my hand. Oh, we're watching a movie. Uh, we encourage people to get some tattoos and stop porn and join us yeah. in watching uh, Magnum PI. Uh, that's Peter, that's the guy from. This is what uh, you call a watch party. We could be in a jewelry shop. Not again, watch party no, jewelry. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm trying not to intrude on the next. Oh, no, okay, no, no, okay, this is weird. Lucinda and Claire, and I went for them, and I didn't care for them. Lucinda Carriage, by the way, the lead, is amazing. That's a Freudian slip. We'll get into her later, I think. We'll, we'll talk about her later. She's <laughs> done we'll, we'll talk about, about her. Yeah. Morgan Paul, yeah. Carol Wayne, was, we'll get into her later. We'll, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not doing this deliberately. Ron Polio, Horshack, deliberately. The one, you know, I work with John Travolta, Horse in Green. Tom Ballard tragically died of AIDS. He was a very wonderful man. Where's yeah. Fuzzy still active on Facebook? He's still around. He's got to be close to 90. He's a lovely lady. We, we heard that I'm someone on Twitter because someone was saying that they were trying to get on a Facebook? Come in. Yeah, on, on Twitter. I had, someone... Well, I had my account was hijacked. I just started moving. Maybe she didn't want to start again anyway. Yeah, she has she some funny stuff on her Twitter. Yeah. What happened to your site? Well, I was, I had heart trouble. I don't want to get into it, but I had open heart surgery. I've been in and out of hospitals for three years with bad heart trouble. I couldn't go. So my page uh, was taken over, and it was just bad. So I had to start again on that. So I had to get 5,000 friends. You know, a lot of my old ones are there, but some of them are still there. Now, these are our heroes. This is Amazement. Yeah. Now, Josh. Super nice guy. We used to all play poker together during the shoot. Josh. Eric, uh, Jeffrey, me, you know, Marvin, my friend Marvin. Eric yeah. liked greasy pizza, but we'd always order pizza. Eric liked very greasy pizza. I would, he'd go, make sure the pizza's greasy. Here's Peter Isaacs, a great guy. He is so funny in this movie. There's a scene yeah, where he's hilarious. Surfboard. Surfboard the jacket. Onto the the yeah. mayor from Jaws called. They want his jacket back. He wants his jacket back. Look how tall All right. And, uh, of course, Eric, you know, had just come off Mask, I think, for one of the greatest performances in movie history. Very dramatic. Cleveland so, Little, of course, we all know from Blazing Saddles, one of the nicest guys I've ever worked with. Just a super nice guy. He gets a special appearance. Uh, uh, he's really funny in this movie, too. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. I noticed that, too. It said special appearance. But he's yeah. in so much of the film, I think he's more in the film. You're it's right. More I of guess a cameo. His, agent you're right. his agent negotiated that, I, I'm sure, but I, you're right. It's not really, it's not the right thing to say. You're right. Special, they could no, say special yeah. guest star. There's Tom Ballard. There's Tom Ballard. Yeah. Oh, they said, yeah. don't, don't go to the surf. It's, there's someone died, and they said, surf, let's go surfing. Let's go no. surfing. Okay, now, this movie was uh, having a hard time getting distributed. So the producers thought they put a little TNA in it, like off the <laughs> strength of so that what would make me buy it. Is yeah, right. added footage after uh, this part here with the girls in the car. That uh, was not part of the filming. That was added later. Okay. So the vinegar syndrome shows the original. Yeah, it's, it's really strange because uh -huh. they stick their bare ass out. That's oh. plenty. My luck, I, my luck, I'd already wrapped by this. My agent was too nice. 
<laughs> that yeah, is the yeah. first EMAS we were talking about on the commentary sheet. I don't know if you remember. EMAS? EMAS, the Presumptive Male Ascot, yes. The worst yeah, thing in movies today. That's Women the worst don't mind, but please spare, spare us the Male Ascot. Please spare us. There's That's several in this movie. Uh, we yeah. still haven't got to Gentlemen and Gentlemen and Sisters. Oh, I love Lau Wagner, one of my dear friends. I love Lau Wagner. He's a great guy. He's really funny. Yeah, these two are great. He's very funny. Ronald Palio, one of my great friends. Sadly, he died way too young, seven years ago. And you guys have a good time. The one that Randall and you know Randall and him would argue a little. No, you're exactly right. They didn't get along for whatever reason. I I heard him arguing one time, and all I heard is, "If you do that, you're going to be wearing it." He said in a menacing voice, like he was going to fight him. So I don't know what exactly happened, but they really were set to each other. Ron did not like working with Randall. I want you to know, Mike, that Ron, the original choice for Blazing Saddles was Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the movie was going to be called Black Bart. It was going to be the Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor played this guy. And it said he wrote it. Yeah. Did have part a hand in writing it, and mm-hmm. they just figured he was a crazy man. He's a very strong star. He'll have yeah. an attitude. He might mm-hmm. go up drunk or stoned. So yeah. they went with Cleavon. Yeah. You see, it kind of proved out later on, didn't it? Yeah. 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 It really brought him to prominence, and he did a great job. And I was laughing my ass off. We all were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I heard that a story from Blazing a little before my time. Cinematography, that's kind of a good shot. They have a lot of beautiful cinematic shots in this one. The cinematographer, I don't know who it is, but he, he did a fantastic job. Perfect is so good in this movie, too, and you could tell it's a computer yeah. design, or at least the, the shots they have. But then they cut to these ladies getting a little uh, an hour. Yeah. 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 That, well, that was added, added later to try to get a different shot, which they mm-hmm. did get. It was very limited. Are you, are you a fan of surf culture? I know zero about it. I know nothing about it. I'm telling you, but watching these first 10 minutes, this film's growing on me. I really do like it. It's not as bad as I thought. Oh, it has, yeah. There was a wave of surfing. A wave of surfing. I'm sorry? Carl said there was a wave of surfing. Yeah, I should be the one apologizing. Then the soundtrack is phenomenal on this. It has like Beach Boys and it has modern stuff and both versions yeah, of the it's movie. Yeah, a great soundtrack. It's got beautiful cinematography. So many great comic actors in this. Yeah. Well, it, Linda, I guess, was kind of this great woman. Linda a... played it great. Everybody else is kind of hand Okay, here do... comes Linda now. Linda will be in this. Now, here we have a little bit of joystick, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it feels it like, you know, like a Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you had mentioned, I know joystick because I was set. You had mentioned this on the set, but this was an actual arcade that they had. This was an actual arcade, unlike Joystick, in which they built one. And okay. two of the actors, we just saw one of the actresses, uh, the one on the right, Corinne, was in Joystick. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the stuck-on produced stuff, to give it an R rating, also has a star from Joystick. Okay, here's a weird six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I did Michael J. Fox's first film, you know, Midnight Madness was his first film. Then he did... Uh, Eric Stoltz did um, Back to the Future, who was first choice. He did that, and they fired him, took on Michael. 
but have kind of a six degrees of separation from between me, Michael, and Eric. And all of that. Do you but, know that story, Mike? The yeah, I did. Marty McFly. Yeah. Yeah. So the bo- they didn't the box like him set. in Back to the Future. They thought he was too serious. They have the test uh, footage of Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future. The box set is very good. And he is does play right? it very seriously. Yeah, he does. Like, he walks around. He's very intense. Uh, but I had heard that. But that, I guess, occurred after this movie. So it really didn't have yeah. that cloud over it. Yeah. He did more to win Mass. This is a great comedy. That's, but his immortality is in Mass. He's so good. Now, you awesome. might have seen, like, the footage of his audition. But, Mike, they were shooting with him. He was Marty McFly. And they stopped, like, four or five or six seasons, like, a couple weeks in. They mm-hmm. said, we got to re- – they had to get permission. Yeah, okay. I think they always wanted Michael J. Fox because he was on that TV show and he did it. That's right. They did want right. Now, these are the dads, and these are the guys who distribute Buzz Cola. Now, I know you Morgan like Paul. Simpsons, Mike. You must have heard of Buzz Cola. Yeah, so now the guy – were you friends with these guys, Eddie? Like, the, they're really funny on in this the set, movie. They were both nice. They were both – everybody on the set was nice. I didn't dislike anybody. It was, it was a very friendly shoot. I loved everybody. Um, one of the, the little guy, I think that's Morgan, he's in Patton, you know. He plays a very serious role in Patton. Does play a serious role in Patton, and like, I like, like him even like, like, Now, also, Mike, not only was he in Patton, but he was in Blade Runner. This is the guy who was interviewing, like, you ever oh, hear of the turtle? Of course, Same right. The one who gets shot in the beginning by the replicant? That's him. But he's so broad in this movie. It's Amazing. I guess that's the great thing about being a screen actor. You can play it really straight. Absolutely. Now, his partner was a comedian, and he was part of the comedy store and everything. Actually, Eddie wanted to be a comedian. I think that was his first um, uh, dream for Hollywood was being a comedian. Tell us about that, Eddie. I did 20 films. I would, hopefully, I was a comedian, but I wanted to be a stand-up comic. I had a so I didn't like that. I, I performed twice in Hollywood, and I did okay. Uh, then they moved me to Westwood as a tank, and just go, this isn't for me. I was on an old show called The Gong Show, where they would gong the entertainers. I don't know if you remember yes. that. I did my stand-up comedy act. Paul Williams, the singer, gonged me. That was my TV debut. Uh, I didn't like stand-up. I never liked doing it. Some guys thrive on it. You, you did stand up very on the beautiful call. Linda. Who's the same Linda? Do you guys know? She's one of the most beautiful. I mean, she has she lives that in Aust- She lives in the Blue Mountains of Australia today. She isn't involved with acting at all. I'm did she sure. Do other films after this? Did she do other films after Surf too? I don't know. To be yes, honest, I know. Did do other films. Pull it up here. Um, after Surf 2, she went on to, I don't know, Mixed Blood, Vicious Lips, Downshifted, The Alien from L.A. Did you really? from L.A. By 1988, okay. she was headed back to Australia and did stand-up comedy. Okay. This is probably her only comedy. She's, she's, not, com- she's not a comedic Beautiful. She, she is not, not a comedic actor. Yeah. No. yeah. She she's so very different than everybody else in this whole film. She's very flat. Yeah, uh, but everybody else chews up the scenery. Yeah, everybody else chews up the scenery. It's, 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 it's
Now, that's Mike, most of them get to play off. Yes. Footage was from a TV show. Randall uh-huh. didn't shoot this thing. Is that right? That's right. Save some money. But okay. What was this now look here like? comes our hero. Yes. Our bad guy hero. Here he is. This guy. Sorry, I remember really. him. I remember that guy. Look how young he is. Look how so young. young. Yeah. Oh, and this is the picture of Jerry Lewis in the picture. So in the script, Jerry Lewis was playing. Randall wrote this script for Eddie, believe it or not. But the thing is, coincidentally, Eddie loves Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah, I love Jerry. I had a bad meeting with him on my way. There's a great story I heard, by the way, on Facebook, if I can relate it real quick. A guy told me about a month ago on Facebook. He wrote me, he said he used to leave lights on the Jerry Lewis cell phones every year. Him and Jerry were, you know, getting the lights set right before Jerry went on stage. He goes to Jerry, he goes, you know, you make me laugh more than almost any actor in the world except for Eddie Jr. Jerry Lewis said when he said, you know, you're not the first person that's ever told me that. Wow. How's that for flattery? I almost almost had a conniption. I couldn't believe he said that. That story really made my day. You had a bad experience? Okay, this might be the most acclaimed scene in the movie right here. This is the most acclaimed scene in the movie. This is totally innovative. I've never seen anything like it before or since. Or it's, since, yeah. This was like Look a shot. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. It's so well uh, rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Now, according to Randall, they nailed it. By, they did two takes only because they did so much practicing at the time. Yeah, total professionals, total pros. It's on Friday. You know what? You do want to be right. This is Friday. Also, in something called After Nine, a show I never heard of. You've never seen it? I've seen that show. It was a mashup. It was number one its first week, and then it just didn't raise any money from there. But they tried to follow up mashup for winter Olympics. Fridays, of course, it was kind of like a four man Saturday Night Live. The breakout star, of course, was Michael Richards, and then you got on Seinfeld. Now, yeah. we saw Mark Blankfield in The Jerk 2, Mike. Uh-huh. He was straight out of Fridays, and he shares many scenes with us. Of course, okay. they were cast members. Now, she died. Part of the reason she died, she was 76 years old, and she had uh, brain cancer. But part of the reason she died was complications from COVID-19. That's so sad, it is. Now, she was 76. I'm sure she had 20 years left in her, but mm-hmm. yeah, COVID was a problem. Now, look, you see it says custom surboard. Yeah. Surboard. You know what? You're right. Good catch. How did they miss that? Well, the, okay, there's Randall no says that that was a real mistake in real life. And so they added the scene in which uh, Weekend at Bernie's guy is putting in an F. We'll see that yeah. later. Carol Wayne, I know her as uh, I'm an I Dream a Genie Nut. I love Barbara Eden from that. Yeah. She was Bootsy Nightingale in one of the funniest episodes of Weekend at Bernie's. I remember her from that. She was a very lovely lady. She was pretty out of it by this time. She was pretty out of it and gone. And she would say to herself, PT phone home, PT phone home. She was just a little out of it. I think they were putting her on bad meds. There was somebody 
So it wasn't just hot on more serious drugs? I think so. It seemed to me she was pretty stoned up. Maybe she was just on pot. I'm not into drugs, I don't know, but she was on something. Now, Mike, he would go on to pass away a year later. Yeah, in just the last film. circumstances. Is that like you never found out? She had an argument with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she is missing. And then she washes up on shore. Now, the autopsy says there were no drugs and alcohol. Um, so, was she murdered? I mean, it is possible. I don't know. Sounds like a Columbo episode. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now they have, she was very sweet. She's, she's good in this movie, too. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. especially with she's very good. Kids. Everybody played their roles well. I don't think anybody's really mad. Everybody played their roles well. Well, there is the argument that Linda, but I don't know. I think maybe it was just her personality. Pretty flat. Uh-huh. Okay, now here Good we point. have the producer's add-on and you can see it's a Rolls Royce. Uh-huh. And they, one they of were these guys in- is named Fred Asparagus. That's his name. We saw another movie with Fred Asparagus. Had this conversation. I don't you know if tell? it was. Has that ever been a movie? Fred Astaire or something? Maybe it was one of those National Lampoon movies. Yeah. No, I think it was his actual name, or definitely his stage name. We could see the added stuff. Okay. Now we're going to see the perfunctory male ass shot that we don't want. Yes, yeah. Most destructive in movie making. Well, there you go. I did enjoy your, you your commentary on the Vander Pinkham uh, track, and you had mentioned that if she goes from like Tommy Duplex to these guys' butts, she yeah. has a quite a range of I am right. Now, here comes Eddie again in a very oh, funny scene. Right. You dress like an Arab. That's right. And this is in Santa Monica, I believe. This was Santa Monica Beach, which I love. I love filming there. And Cowhead. You know who has that joke now? You know who has that joke now, by the way? And I always wonder if they got it as a homage to this movie, The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons, they drink Buzz Cola. Buzz Cola, yeah. Yeah, is that a tribute to Surf 2? Or did that just happen to come up? You know, this, this movie has Buzz with three or four Zs. I think it was a reference. The Simpsons blew up and became more popular. And the reference yeah. is now part of their lexicon without any reference. Lexicon, but we started it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to talk to the writers if that happened. Now, look That's how cool. lucky Eddie is. Look, Linda's touching, got an arm. <laughs> look how lucky he is. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I hate those. Oh, she surfers. likes the surfers. This movie is so funny because it's like California surf culture, but we don't like California surf culture. Well, you know, in real life, Randall really hated the punk. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. So he wrote this thing in one single weekend. He had had a surfing accident, and a surfboard went through his feet. So he was on all sorts of painkillers and his own recreational drugs from being a young person. And he 
Okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because this is clearly missionary. What the sound? Well, we we always know him as Weekend and Bernie. Yeah, Weekend and Bernie. Now he was in over forty credits, and I think of him as Bernie, but he was yeah. always. No, I remember reading an, a Playboy centerfold where they had Weekend and Bernie as a secondary character next to topless women. <laughs> really. Now, look at this tacky. great scene. Isn't this sexually titillating? I mean, that's missionary time, too. You're right. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. It's a very sexual film. You're right. I'm sure millions of women fantasize about me watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got Prime Eddie in this one. <laughs> okay, now, this is one of the greatest scenes in the film. Okay. Now, a strange thing happens. They throw, like, a tear gas can. And through magic, it ends up inside the shack. It's very strange. Well, it blows up and they survive. It's definitely a cartoon effect. Well, that's another thing. Like a tear gas canister makes an explosion. That okay, makes sense. And they this live. This is honestly the first scene I don't remember. Let me think. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, I'll crank it up. Saves the first one. Sergeant fucking Tony Lewis. Right? And the right. And the right. In this scene, Eric is drunk for the first time in his life, literally. I had to stop it. But the girl, the ladies are going to distract them. They're tired of this surf, surf talk. So they're going to take their tops off. Right. Oh, okay. However, their girlfriends are jealous, and they're going to call and say they're attacking girls. The cops come, so things will okay. get escalated. It's pretty obvious it's them. It's just a parked car in the street. Now, Eric had never been drunk in his whole life, and Randall thought he should have a little bit of alcohol for this scene. So he felt very sick. Interesting. Good trivia. Yeah. Okay, here comes Chef Boyardee and yep. Inspector Underpants. Inspector underwear, admitters underpants. No, you're right, you're right. Underwear? Underwear, I thought. <laughs> you're totally right, it's underwear. Yeah, I mean, well, well, Mike, maybe yeah. we'll turn the sound up when we get there because, yeah, they're going to go through the book and Lyle will be misreading and Horshack will be missing. Which is very funny. Yeah, over the top watches. There you go. There you go. Here comes Isn't that funny? They just go and anyway, okay, here you go. This is Carl Mike, Turns. Turn it up now. Come on out. 
Oh, I remember that. Poor girl. Were they so bad when they had to film this? I wonder when they had to do this. Right. On the commentary, you're talking about them coming to Hollywood, trying to be the next Catherine Hepburn, and yeah. they end up in Surf 2. Yeah. 